Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm a man on a mission. And that mission is to eat at all of the tasty, tacorific taco spots in this tantalizingly taco-tastic taco town, Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas. We are the only Kansas City podcast that is feeding its guests tacos and feeding its listeners taco knowledge. Yes, we are conquering the Kansas City taco verse one taco at a time. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We're going to share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some Kansas City tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town, Taco the Town. You know, all Taco-tober long, we are celebrating five years of Taco the Town. Five years of munching and crunching. We're looking back at all of the taco-rific tacos we've eaten and all of the fan-taco-tastic friends we've met over the past five years. Here's a flashback to our very first episode of T3, where I was joined by friend of the show, Michael McMillan, and we discussed growing up here in Kansas City and our love for Taco Villa. Tell us a little bit about yourself. If you check my Wikipedia page, it says I was born in Oh, Olathe. you have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, man. Oh, cool. You know what? <laughs> After this podcast takes off, so are you. Oh, sweet. We would get comic books at Dylan's, and then we get lunch at Taco Villa, pour myself a suicide out of the soda fountain, yeah. and then they would always have movie posters for the latest releases there. Yep. Saw the Tango and Cash poster there for the first time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you used to be able to smoke in that taco via. So kids would be up there smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Eating tacos. Skipping out on school. Taco Villa has a very special place in our hearts. Since, you know, one of the first places where I said, oh, I think I'd like to eat these three, four times a week. Yeah. What do you think? What, what are your first gelato memories come flooding back? Yeah, the first thing I think is about my childhood and how much I like these better than Taco Bell tacos. A little vinegar, a little... Uh, I almost feel like there's marinara in this. It's, good it's a good spaghetti taco. <laughs> you know, you might go, I don't know, that place looks sketchy. And then you come to find out, it's a pretty wholesome place. Now we'll see how I feel in 24 hours, but I think we're going to be all right. Cheese used to be left over. And I would pick it up with my fingers and eat it, but I'm not going to do that because I'm a distinguished gentleman. Oh, I just did that. <laughs> Late 80s. Yeah, and I think also, I feel like tacos were just taking off in the late 80s yeah. in general, everywhere. It was a taco renaissance, really. There really was. It was a tacocalypse. Yeah. In, yep. in a way, yeah. think about it. I think it. that's what they called it. Yeah. Tacocalypse. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I forgot the P. I guess what I'm hearing from you is that tacos seem to bring you a lot of joy. I think this is the moment that I realized that you see the world through taco color glasses. And I realized that this whole time that we were friends, but you've seen me as a taco this whole time, perhaps. Maybe everything, your world is defined by tacos. In another early episode, we were joined by Taco the Town favorite guest, Kate Hogan. And she uh, she informed us that uh, she does not enjoy a certain snack chip because of its smell. A fun fact about Kate Hogan, I've never had a Dorito. Whoa. No Cool Ranch? No. They smell like Satan's butt to me, and I will not eat one. Especially your breath afterwards smells like a fart from Satan's butt. <laughs> but a cool. Can I say that on your podcast? But a cool ranch, <laughs> Satan's fart butt. Ugh. No, 
Like if Satan was a cool Un- guy that hung out and played video games sure. a lot, that's what is. Yeah, like a fun factory Satan. <laughs> yeah, with sunglasses on. <laughs> yes. And he like I'll concede that. And he was playing a video game at Fun Factory, put his sunglasses <laughs> down, looked at you, <laughs> farted. <laughs> Tickets came out of his armpit, and that was my prize for watching it fart. <laughs> That's what a cool ranch Dorito smells and tastes like. <laughs> yeah. We've told some uh, pretty outlandish taco ticker stories over the past five years. I'm thinking back to the very first year of the show and the time I shared the taco ticker story about a man feeding his friends his leg that's right the old leg taco story someone on reddit named incredibly shiny shart shared the story of a motorcycle crash that put him face to face with the macabre hypothetical of if you would eat human flesh would you when a car hit his bike and sent him careening into a nearby forest his foot was shattered to the point that he would never walk on it again When the doctor asked if he wanted to amputate, his one question was, can I keep it? The doctor said yes. So on Sunday, July 10th, 2016, three weeks after the accident, Shiny Shart, who prefers to remain anonymous, invited 10 of his most open-minded friends to a special brunch. They ate apple strudel, quiche puff pastries, fruit tarts, and chocolate cake. They drank gin lemonade and mimosas. And then the main course came out, fajita tacos made out of his severed human limb. Did they know this in advance? I think they did. That's okay. So the U.S. does not have a federal law banning cannibalism. Idaho is the only state in which the simple act of eating human flesh can land you in prison. Laws against murder and buying and selling human meat and, and corpses make cannibalism <laughs> difficult, but technically legal in other 49 states. So in his rare case, cannibalism was not only legal, but ethical. He documented the entire process, but due to the graphic nature of the photos, they were not able to post them on this website. This place asked the 38-year-old why he decided to feed himself to his friends, what he tasted like, and how the experience changed him. So they asked him, how did the actual cooking of the foot go down? I told the chef my idea, and after thinking about it for a couple days, he said, okay, let's do this. I'm going to prepare it, and you guys just come on over tomorrow. (laughs) He he marinated it overnight and sautéed it with onions, peppers, salt, pepper, and lime juice. Then he served it on corn tortillas with a tomatillo sauce. How did it taste? People think it tastes like pork because in movies we hear it called long pig. But the term originated in places like Papua New Guinea where they eat what? wild boar. So, uh, and then he said, one, one of my friends had to spit me into a napkin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a queasy anticipation. We all looked at each other and said, are we doing this? We're doing this, right? We're doing this. And then they did it. So what do you guys think? Would you ever eat a friend's leg? Would you ever eat tacos made out of a friend's leg? No. No. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right. I would need a couple more mimosas. Pretty early on in the show, I found out, I mean, I knew this before, but uh, I cannot handle a spicy taco. Uh, Hot tacos make me sweat and make me start to hiccup. And here's a time from that first year where I I had the spiciest taco I've ever tasted. And uh, I became... uh, I became very uh, overwhelmed. We've got like Arizona desert heat. <laughs> Holy crap. It's oh, so hot. I'm giving you the hiccups. Do you need some of my horchata? Horchata. No. I've got a beer. <laughs> Even better. <sighs> you feel it? I'm feeling it. Do your lips feel it? 
For everybody who cannot see Dave currently, his face is looking like a plum. <laughs> he is what? sweating from every orifice uh, that he has on his meathead. Um, and he is Woo! biting his tongue and wishing he had water to quench his thirst, but... Beer's going to make it worse. <clears throat> wow. You know those cartoons where smoke comes out of one's ears? Well, uh, we are kind of experiencing the same thing right now, everyone. Uh, Ooh. I'm like Roadrunner. I have just been awoken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think I uh, know what you're talking about with the whole spicy thing. I blame you, Emily. (laughs) He's not going to be okay. Are you sure you don't want to? There is sweat rolling down his face pretty hard right now. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Wow. That was a hot taco. Um, can we get an extra shirt in here? Because uh, I think we're going to need a wardrobe change. Mm. All right. That was I def- feel, like, feel like Enrique Iglesias right now. <laughs> oh. I feel like Enrique Iglesias' mole right now. <laughs> you know, one debate we had very early on in the show, and I feel like we are still having that debate today, five years later, is does lettuce belong on a taco? And in a very early episode, guests Scott Hartley and Sakina Heath had a debate about lettuce on tacos. Maybe a little too much lettuce for me. A little bit too much for the distraction. I'm a purist to some degree. So, you know, I like some of these certain things on it. And sometimes I think they sort of detract from it. You're looking at me like I am completely insane. Yeah, maybe because these (laughs) two, because two out of the three tacos we had had zero lettuce. I know, but I just tried the hard shell one. I'm like, there's lettuce on that. And I think lettuce, I don't have a big problem with lettuce, but anything that's sort of not necessary, can we just move it aside? Okay. And I'm not, no, no, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not fascinated, not judging I your opinion. I sound very animated about yeah. it. I, yeah. <laughs> like the amount of lettuce that was on, yeah. This I is coming from a guy who discovered tacos very, very yeah, late it's true. in life. So um, don't consider my opinion valuable at all. Thank you, David. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I'm just here for, uh, for you know, the presence of my. No, my that's, that's good to know. That yep. is good to know. Would you wear a shirt that just says, Get that lettuce out of my face. And it had like a wagging finger on it. Is that a t-shirt you might wear? Well, if, if the wagging finger was attached to a taco, like a little taco guy saying, get that lettuce out of my face. But you think you'd... be yeah, absolutely. Or like a bumper sticker that said, don't put any lettuce on my taco. Stay Ponchos. calm. <laughs> Stay calm and don't eat that lettuce. What that one? That's kind of your statement on yeah. life, really. Yeah. I think you could write a song about it. My lettuce is an honor old student. And then just a few weeks later on our first on location episode at Allen Fieldhouse where we reviewed Salty Iguanas tacos, we ran into the very famous Marlins man, baseball fan, and he told us his thoughts on lettuce on tacos. What's the one thing that you look for in a taco? Fresh lettuce. I can't stand when I get a taco and the lettuce is brown. I don't care what you tell me. If I like this lettuce is really bright and green. I already looked at that before I said anything. Okay? Too many times I see lettuce and the tomatoes look fine. I'm like, wait, that lettuce is brown. That's old. Yeah. We've we've had guests on the show that won't eat a taco with lettuce, but you're saying lettuce is the most important thing. The lettuce tells me how fresh it is. Yeah. And if the lettuce is brown and it's stale, the rest of it's not going to be too good. Yeah. And I think that's a really good test, too. If you go to a place, a litmus test. If you look at a taco and you see brown lettuce, pass. 
Right. Those are just some fun moments from the very first year of Taco the Town. Uh, I can't wait to look back at some more special Taco the Town moments as we reminisce here during Taco-tober, celebrating five years of Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we're going to be reviewing this week. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what pickleball is? Have you heard about the sport pickleball? Well, it's America's fastest growing sport. My mom has been playing pickleball for about 10 years now, an amateur pickleball player, and she loves it. I asked her to explain the game to me and kind of uh, share with me some pickleball terms for the Taco the Town listeners, some fun things about the sport. You know, pickleball is taking over America's tennis courts. Tennis players and pickleball players are at war. So this sport is up and coming. You're, you're going to play it. I mean, it's just a matter of time before you get involved in, in pickleball. Here are some funny pickleball terms that my mom shared with me. She said, here's some things that you'll you'll say and talk about during pickleball. Dinks, drops, Ernie's. You play with a wiffle ball, not a pickleball. So the ball is not a pickleball. It's a wiffle ball, even though the sport is called pickleball. You play with a paddle not a racket. And uh, she says it's a great sport to play with friends. You meet a lot of new people. It's a very social sport. You can play inside or outside. And one thing that's important in pickleball, you got to stay out of the kitchen. I guess there's a kitchen. You don't want to be inside on the pickleball court. Well, we're going to get into the kitchen because this week we're trying out the tasty tacos at a pickleball haven, Chicken and Pickle. Have you been to Chicken and Pickle yet? We're at the South OP location, 5901 West, 130. 35th Street, Overland Park, Kansas. There's also one in North Kansas City. Chicken and Pickle is an indoor-outdoor entertainment complex, including a casual chef-driven restaurant and sports bar that boasts pickleball courts, a variety of yard games, and enough space to kick back and relax with your favorite people. It has 10 pickleball courts, bocce ball and shuffleball courts, a bar and entertainment space, an outdoor game yard, and a game room with ping pong, TV screens for you and your friends to catch your favorite game. And the menu has a lot of great chicken dishes, but they also have trace tostadas, which are great. They are pork. They are amazing. I've had them before. They also have a great chorizo queso. And on Tuesdays, they have tacos. And we're going to check those tacos out here tonight on Taco the Town. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. He is the director of national accounts on-premise commercial strategy for Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits. He is a data-driven restaurant industry beverage alcohol strategy and sales influencer, a creative principle-centered consultative consult consultative. I need to rework my, my LinkedIn. <laughs> it's too complicated. Principle-centered consultative sales leader with a marketing operations and beverage buyers mindset. Welcome to Taco the Town, Brian Masalonis. So even the even the last name's long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Did I nail the last name? Did yeah, I get that perfect. right? All right, cool. Yes. Our second guest tonight has been at Rye in Leewood for nine years, bartending for four, and for the last five years, he has served as the bar manager and wine director at the Leewood location of Rye, bartending on and off since his mid-20s 
20s. He is also a photographer and the father of two boys aged 16 and 12. He and his wife have been together since 1991, and he was born in Santiago, Chile. Welcome to Taco the Town, Fernando Leon. Hello. Thanks for being on the show. So we're here at Chicken and Pickle. Did you know Chicken and Pickle has tacos? I, I've not had them yet, but I did know that. You did know that? Yeah. Okay. I did not know that. Yep. Only on Tuesdays, though. Oh, which well, is, I haven't had them. I mean, they usually who come here on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They <laughs> start coming here on Tuesdays. So you have you've been here before, and they're yeah. one of your clients, correct? Yeah, or our, well, our company works with like two hundred fifty thousand accounts all over the place, so we work with everybody. But yeah, I started with the first one downtown, and then now this one's pretty close to where I live, so I love it. Yeah, this chicken and pickle mm-hmm. kind of started the resurgence in North Kansas City, yep. all the building down there, and now out here. This is right. brand new, probably in the last what is it six months now? Or yeah, uh, it's probably been. A year. A year. It's been about okay. a year. We had my mom's 70th birthday here, and we had a blast. It was a big party and yeah, uh, played I think some pickleball. That's pickle where they make a lot of their money. It's like special events. It's perfect. It's a big space, <laughs> and, and 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 there's so much to do. I mean, like be it besides the food, you know, and cornhole, all these games, yeah, and pickleball. It's awesome. Yep. Have Watching either games. of you played pickleball before? Oh yeah. 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 Yep. There's one. There's one in our neighborhood. I've made fun of people for a long time playing it until I actually did it. I'm like, all right, this is this is actually yeah. pretty fun. It's like it's like tennis <laughs> ping pong. You yeah. know, you can put a lot of spin on that ball. Yeah. It's the fastest growing sport in America, I, I guess. Believe it. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you want some uh, pickleball fun facts? Sure. I've got some pickleball fun facts yeah. here. Pickleball, for those that don't know, is an indoor and outdoor racket slash paddle sport where two players or four players hit a perforated hollow polymer ball over a 36 inch high net <laughs> using solid faced paddles. The two sides hit the ball back and forth over the net until one side commits a rule infraction. So, kind of like, yeah, mini tennis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mini yeah. tennis ping pong. Yeah. yeah. Pickleball was invented in 1965 as a children's backyard game on Bainbridge Island, Washington. In 2022, pickleball was adopted as the official state sport of Washington State. Hmm. The appearance of a pickleball court and the manner of play resemble tennis, but the court is the size of a doubles badminton court, less than a third the size of a tennis court. And uh, how did it become known as pickleball? Well, the name of the game became pickleball after the inventor said it reminded him of the pickle boat in crew where oarsmen were chosen from the leftovers of the other boats. Hmm. Others say that the name pickleball was derived from the name of the Pritchard family dog, Pickles. Okay. Oh. So lots of controversy on how it got no its idea name. it's been around that long. It's like yeah, ex- I mean, it's either. exploded like the last it 10 has. years. I know. Yeah, my mom's been playing amateur for about 10 years now. She plays out here every day, pretty much. Is there so. like an official pickleball outfit? You know, you there know? is. There's like, uh, yeah. Like long baggy shorts or something? I or think so. And then there, Yeah, there's tank tops <laughs> with like little pouches on them where you can put the oh, pickleballs the in them. Yeah, because yeah, those things are, yeah, they're, they're bigger than like tennis balls. They're a little more. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, it's like a, a wiffle ball, right? Yeah. yeah it's pretty it much a like wiffle bigger. ball. It's yeah. like a slightly smaller size of like a softball. Now, this place is super popular. Yeah, all the courts are usually, you have to reserve them ahead of time because yeah. people are always pickleballing out here. And this is, yeah, it is the fastest growing sport in the nation. I'd like to try to play a game tonight, maybe later tonight after the show while holding a taco in the hand. <laughs> Do you think they'd me allow that or would it be too messy, you think? Uh... I think you they sound, frown you, upon it. Well, you sound like a pro. So I think <laughs> once they saw that you can handle a taco, they'd be like, all right. He's, all right. He's, well, it's like, yeah, he's the, good. the taco guy's here. Let, he's he's going to try to do that. He yeah. just fell and nothing was spilled. <laughs> hopefully, How does he do it? <laughs> hopefully they're soft and not crunchy tacos. So we're going to try the, the tacos tonight. Can't wait. 
The trace tostadas here. Have you had those? Those I've are had those. amazing. That's mm. usually what I get every time I come so here. So good. You get the different types of meats on it, right? You yeah. Chew, you do the same thing or you can mix it up. They're almost like mini, mini, mini tacos. Yeah. And then they have the chorizo queso, which is amazing here yeah. too. So tell me a little bit about the tour you just went on. When did you get back? And what exactly was it? You you were reviewing cocktails all over the nation? Well, it's cocktails. And was it 10 cities? It's cocktails and wine. We went okay. to six different cities. The whole reason why, I, so we, we've got all this access to data. So we were like trying to figure out, okay, we know what's selling right now, but we don't know what the, the trend forward places are doing across the country really clearly. So we did this tour to try to kind of figure out what's happening and what's coming, not just what's, you know, what's been going on in the past. So yeah, we did six different cities over the course of a hundred and some days. Started in February. I ordered uh, 431 beverages, uh, wine, cocktails, and non-alcoholic beverages. So it was a, now, somebody this, had to do it. <laughs> was, it was it spread over a certain amount, like a week in each oh, city or uh, like no, so a couple it was days? Basically a, a couple days, a okay. couple days in each city. The, one of the bartenders at Farina, I was talking to him. We'd been to like eight places. Yeah. And I told him what we were doing. He kind of walks away and comes back. He's like, all right. This, he's like, I have these cocktail tours all the time. He's like, everyone's smashed. You guys are like, you're like professional. <laughs> you're drinking out of these like metal straws. Like you're like the real deal. I'm like, well, you know, which we're trying to. You got to get a system in order to, to really delve into it. Otherwise, like he said, oh, you're yeah. just hammered. Yeah, you can't. We, we, we're taking notes. We're talking about the whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. so the 10 cities you went to were... Oh, six. Um, oh, six. Yep. That's right. Houston, yep. Houston, uh, Kansas City, New York, Las Vegas, Chicago, and LA. I think that's right. Yep. So what are some of the trends that you noticed on your tour? Anything standing out? Anything that you had in yeah, different cities I mean, that haven't made it to KC yet? Or That's the, whole co- the cool thing about Kansas City. So part of the reason why we chose Kansas City it's because it's a mid-sized market and it's in the Midwest. We've done this tour before in the past, and we've had, you know, large chain operators go, well, yeah, I mean, I can see that trend happen in New York and L.A., but, like, I got a lot of restaurants in the Midwest. Can I pull that off here? So we chose Kansas City to show, like, if it's happening in New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, and Kansas City, and you're not doing it, maybe you should check it out. So the things that popped, and Fernando's got a great cocktail with Amaro's, but Amaro's have been kind of percolating for years but it's really kind of exploded yeah the last on this tour i saw it everywhere and all sorts of different applications so that's one um vermouths using vermouths mm, in yeah. a lot of different applications yeah. beyond just like your typical manhattan yeah kansas city was different because there was manhattan manhattan riffs all over the country but i probably saw the most of them here um using different ingredients whether it's like cognac or dry curacao uh, Amaro's, like, yeah. you can have a lot of fun with that cocktail. It's my dad's favorite drink, too. So when I'm seeing it, like, re-energized with all these different ingredients, yeah. it's pretty cool. But that's that's one thing. The other thing is, like, this this trend we're calling uncommon combos. So it's taking two lead spirits that you wouldn't normally put together, but making a cocktail out of it, like mezcal and gin. They're both right. herbal, you know, spirits. They're good to in, individually. That you put them in a really cocktail, good. man, it's totally totally different flavor profile. Yeah. Um, so we saw a lot of those, like aged rums have really been yeah. popping and use it in different things, aged rum and scotch, aged rums and bourbon. like Cabernet are, casks. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 Ports. Um, we're just using just different types of wines and cocktails, too. There's a great uh, port Manhattan at, at uh, the French Market. It's in their book that they have. It's awesome. Like yeah. they use like Taylor Flaggate with... I think George Dickel. Okay. And it was, it just took, cut out like um, the booziness of it just yeah. enough. 
that's kind of like what your your Manhattan does. That the Amaro that's in it, it just kind of rounds it out yeah, and makes it not yeah. overly boozy. So yeah, you're talking about the Black Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we definitely have noticed an Amaro and Vermouth. I mean, at Rye we have a ton of Amaros, a ton of Vermouths, a good bit of port. And you put it all on the menu so the guests can see it. A lot yeah. of places have it, but if you can't see the back bar, you can't see yeah. it. Yeah, and you also we do, do like a, a dealer's choice where we'll oh, let yeah. the guests pick a whiskey or a tequila or a gin, yep. and then they'll be like, make me a last word with X. Mm-hmm. And then the guys will come up with something, and gals, because I, I have several ladies behind the bar as well yeah uh the the team will will just put together something interesting but with that base spirit and yeah. then go from there yeah you know those are a couple of big ones like it was kind of a running joke the whole espresso martini thing i wasn't looking for it when i went out and then i got a call from one of our sales directors and he's like hey i got a call from the head of darden and she was wanting to know i was like is this like a real thing i'm like well, I'm at a fine dining restaurant in Houston right now, and it's on Nitro Tap, and they're selling a boatload of it. And we wow. saw that in every market, but like unique, cool riffs on it. Yeah. Not the same tried and true, but doing something funky cool with it. Now, have you noticed the whole trend with Malort being very popular again? <laughs> Outside that- of Chicago, no. <laughs> in Chicago, yes. In Chicago, yes. it's huge, yeah. yeah. That stuff is, I don't know. I can't knock anything. It's it's just not my taste. Yeah. I, I maybe just need to try it more. It's just a party trick, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, you guys want to try something really weird? <laughs> really, that tastes like uh, people say it tastes like rubber and uh, right. uh, yeah, burning Burn, rubber, burning rubber. And yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's huge in Chicago, right? Yeah. Wow. I, I still I might have had that once in Chicago at a That's very place very seedy bar. I think I had Malort. There was some like cool like we talked a lot about cocktails, but like, there's a lot of cool wine stuff popping. Yeah. One of our trends is like um, bubbles are popping, like just having a lot more sparkling wines integrated into wine lists. I think yeah. Rye had four. They've got three now, I think, by the glass. By the glass. Well, we have three listed and four listed Okay. with uh, Moscato, Cava, Brut uh, Rosé, and Champagne. And then we always have a Prosecco. We just don't list it. So that's it. the cool thing. Like, not just... Don't just check the box with one, but have multiple. We, yeah. I went to this place in uh, CPN Chicago. A quarter of their list by the glass was yeah. sparkling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just having a larger percentage of the, the list be by sparkling, and I think it's great because it goes with all kinds of food. It's super refreshing. So, yeah. And that's it's an, such an easy, I, you know, we all associate bubbles with celebrations. Yeah. You know, a graduation or a birthday or an anniversary, but it's just so versatile, and I love it. And I, you know, so we have a good bit. In fact, my latest acquisition is bubbles from England. Oh, nice. So yeah. I now finally have a great, great bottle of sparkling wine from England. And uh, I love it. And, and that's it, the thing, like trying different styles, because you can have totally different flavor profiles, just sparkling, man. So that's awesome. You yeah. have a video, right, of, of your... Um is there a video online where people oh, can yeah. watch some of the places that you Yeah, you can find it on our Instagram feed at SG Wine Spirits. Okay. That's the easiest place. But you can also look at um, southernglaciers.com. We've got a website on that that talks about all the trends, which includes the video. It's pretty cool. Out of all of these, so I have a list here of the Kansas City places that you hit. Out of all of these places, is there, is there any in like a that stand out or like that they have a special drink there so you went to the belfry char bar chicken and pickle which where we're yeah. at tonight farina french market where's french, french market at is that french market so it's out in prairie village and it's um it's a french restaurant that it's, it's walk-up service but there's oh, okay. a bar there and you can get wine and cocktails everything's great okay so it's also kind of a a service model that's kind of 
came out of COVID. Like okay. They, okay. Already, they already had it. It's, it's owned by, um, I can't remember what the French restaurant is around the corner, but they shifted gears big time when COVID happened and they started rifling through food there. So it's a, it's a market, so you can go ahead and get prepackaged foods and things like that. And then they added the bar. So cool. it's, it's this cool experience. If people haven't checked it out, it's, it's mm. really fun. To, to, it's a cool place. You also went to Graham and Dunn, Hand yep. and Glove. Where's Hand and Glove at? Uh, Hand and Glove's in Lee Summit. Okay. That's cool. So that's, Downtown? Yeah, it's got that whole downtown's so awesome right now, man. Like, I went down there 10 years ago. I'm like, eh. But now I'm like, wow, it's this is cool. Yeah. yeah. Every place is, is filled. Yeah. Like. Hand and Glove, it's a coffee shop, but they serve drinks. Um, Brock, who's the head of beverage for both spots, does drinks for both. So you can get a lot of the same cocktails down the coffee bar. So I had like, that's the first time I had burnt sugar as an ingredient. Do you guys, have you ever played with burnt sugar before? It's like where you, you cook the you cook the sugar first, so it Not caramelizes. Not on purpose, I haven't, but uh, <laughs> Fernando maybe. I was gonna say that, making caramel syrup, I've ended up with burnt <laughs> right, sugar. <laughs> right, so they had, that's the first time I saw burnt sugar, and then it, it showed up in other markets too. They use it in, uh, they used it in a um, espresso martini, they used it in their smoked old fashioned, which is great. So yeah, that that place is really cool. I mean, I tell you what, every every place we pick these places because we want them to be diverse. We had fine dining restaurants like Farina um, and Town Company. We had kind of casual place. We came to Chicken Pickle. Like this place rocks because it's a fun place to go for experience. They fresh juice stuff. Like they have like good ingredients in the cocktails. Yeah. Tons of beer. Like but. So we chose this because it's, you know, it's a, it's a casual place. We went to Belfry. Belfry, what, their non-alcoholic cocktails are pretty cool. Turns out the uh, owner and, and chef. I think Bel- Belfry Selena. might have tacos. Well, Selena's Selena, daughter yeah. comes up with the non-alcoholic cocktails. And then she was there when we were there making them. And they were good. And I think she charged like six or seven bucks for them. But they were legit. Hmm. They also had a really cool drink called, it had probably the funniest name. It was called Time to Grow a Pear. And what they did, <laughs> they, they used that, that torch and they flamed up time and sprinkled it on top. It was a cool cocktail. But hmm. I saw the name and I'm like, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a town company. That's a cool new place. That's yeah. awesome. In so, the Hotel Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. They, they have like the coolest way to list out um, the wines by the glass. They only have, I think, 10 or 12 wines, but the font size correlates with how rich the flavor profile is. I've never seen that before. Like, Mm. it's super cool. Uh, It's super diverse. The cocktails are great. We went downstairs to Nighthawk, and Nighthawk, because they do so much volume during concerts, they have to, like, crank through the volume. So pretty much all their high-volume stuff are are bottled, machined, they call it, canned, and it's all because they're like, dude, if we're packed, we can't make cocktails. Yeah. So no, all these things yeah. are pre-done, and the drinks are awesome. Hmm. That's a great space, too. Yeah. That's an amazing place to see a band, see some jazz. That whole, like, what, you go to town company and then go down to yeah. Nighthawk. That's a new <laughs> that's a, cool. That's a good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we went to other, like, tried and true places. We went to, like, of course, Mercury Room and Monarch, right, because they, they kind of have been doing so many good things over the last few years. So it's the first time I ever saw Air. You ever heard of what air is? Is that the bubble with yeah, the smoke? So, so they the... well, it's, they they mix like a liquid that they put whatever they want into it, and they mix it with lecithin, which is an emulsifier, blow air through it, and it creates this kind of dense bubbles that they put on top of their cocktail. So it, as it slowly pops, it gets aroma. They added like a sea salt foam in one of the cocktails I had. But the first time I saw that, I saw it in L.A., then I saw it in New York. I'm like, all right, I've never seen that before, but right. they're doing it here at Monarch and, you know, in Mercury Room. So That was the first place I saw it was when uh, Mercury Room and Monarch started yeah. showing those uh, And it's, they have it, like that air tube that's like blowing and it. it's like constant. The other cool thing at, um, at uh, Hand and Glove, they have a, it's the first time I ever saw it, they have a built-in smoker behind the bar. 
I was talking to the bartender. He's like, yeah, somebody like the owner, he's like a com- computer guy. He has all these old pieces of computer and, you know, the fans in the computer systems. Mm-hmm. Like he built that old, took the fan out from one of an old computer. So it has this constant slow blowing thing where they put a built-in smoker. That's <laughs> really wow. cool. Like never seen that before. <laughs> Sounds complicated, but it was, it was really good. Restaurant 1900 was great too. Yeah. Because their program's like place. tight. Like there's not a ton of wines, there's not a ton of cocktails, yeah. but everything they do is just on point, different flavor profiles, no redundancy. Um, and the food rocks too. Still a lot of people don't know about that place. Yeah. That's it's right there in the old, right on the corner of yeah. State Line, right? In, yeah. Uh, it's like uh Parkway, Parkway and Parkway. State Line. Yeah. yeah right it's like about. the car bank building. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they just finished the new patio out back. Yeah. It's incredible. Like really? if wow. you think about, hey, what would a what a fine dining patio look like? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's really cool. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of hidden up. there. You don't know it's yeah. there, Ooh, but that's kind of and there's decent parking too. It seems yeah. like there wouldn't be parking, but there's enough parking around there. Who am I leaving out? We do, so we chose places that were either brand new or pretty new, like Hand and Glove. But we also went to places that have been around for a long time, like Graham and Dunn, because and because we wanted to see like people that have been around for a while, like Rye too. What are they doing to stay current? Because it's yeah. easy to kind of start with a bang and doing all this cool stuff. But if you've been around for 10 years, it's kind of hard to kind of tweak, get rid of some drinks that maybe were decent sellers, but we're kind of going off trend and just constantly renewing yourself. So Grandma Dunn's one of those that I also like their approach to pricing. Like their wine list is really good, but you can get into a bottle of wine for 35 bucks. Rye's pretty good because you've got some that's starting at, at 40 all the way up. Yeah. They're by the glass prices are nice. And I talked to the, the GM and he was like, wait, he's like, I want to sell wine. Lots of wine because yeah. people have fun drinking wine. Yeah. So I don't want to charge so much that people don't drink a lot of wine. Right. So, and you, it really stands out. And with that patio, I mean, they could charge arguably whatever they want because that patio is so legit. But he wants he wants people to have fun and enjoy yeah. wine, and the cocktails are always great too. Is there any truth to the rumor that they're going to be bringing back Zima? So I, did you see that thing on social media <laughs> where they've got that's like a Scooby Doo thing, and they pull off the hat? You know, they're always trying to reveal the guy, and it's it's this uh, hat. It was the Zima hat, and then they pull off the Zima hat, and it's like um, one of the hard seltzers. That's what Zima is, though, isn't it? Totally. Oh, they were just just way, way ahead of their time. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, that's all it was. It's it's a hard seltzer. Yeah. And I mean, like, I just saw an ad for Quirk from Boulevard. It's really slick and nice. Yep. And I, I really like their flavors. You know. Yeah. Talking about a local seltzer. I smell some tacos. Are the talking? Are the tacos here? Oh my goodness! They're so er- they're so early. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, well, before we eat the tacos, I got to know from the get go, from the start here. What's your personal taco history? Did you grow up eating tacos? Do you come from taco eating family? Do you celebrate tacos? Do you live a taco centric life? Tell me about your uh, your taco backstory. And if you tell me that you are more burrito people, then yeah. I don't it's know. Over. Yeah, we might have to stop the show. <laughs> so we grew up. We have seven kids. My parents had seven kids. So there was a few meals where they had to like crank it out for a lot, but. We had taco night, I don't know, maybe once or twice a month, but we fried the, the taco shells, so we all took turns doing that. So that kind of brings back good memories of growing up. So that's where the first time I had it, but the huge bat, big vat of, of beef, right? Yeah. And just loaded up. Um, so that was kind of my history. I don't, I don't cook them at home as much. We take the shortcut with the pre-done taco shells, which is probably blasphemy to you. <laughs> no, not at all. Any, any taco is, is good taco. taco. Yeah. For me, being of Latin persuasion, I was always intrigued by it. And when I moved to the U.S., Mexican food was as exotic as anything because, I mean, Mexico and Chile are far away. Yeah. But I moved to Miami, so 
that already was a massive cultural thing. And I loved Cuban food, which there was a lot of in Miami. And then the next new thing for me was tacos. And I think that from pretty early on, my mom tied into the how efficient a, a, a way of feeding the, the oh, yeah. clan it is. Yes. And would make a big pot of either chicken or beef taco meat. Yeah. And then let us go to town and going talking about you know the food that i love salad she would put avocado you know guacamole mm-hmm. but not it's not the same thing we made but the tomatoes and you know cilantro salad and just glob all that on your tacos and yeah go to I like town. What, so growing up it was really the basic tacos but i love now first time i went to a like a it was like a fine dining like mexican restaurant and at the time, I'm like, well, that's, I've never been to one of those before. And I had, like, really cool stuff on it. That's the first time I had fish tacos mm-hmm. with all this. I had, like, pomegranate seeds on it or something like that. So that's the first time I saw, like, how yeah. far you can take tacos. Right. Do you have a favorite go-to spot here in KC or, like, a top three of that you always hit up? Maybe once a, once I, a week, once, I like Dos once every two days? Like I, like, <laughs> I like Dos de Oros quite a bit because they've got a, a lot of cool sauces that you can kind of just add as much as you want to it. In Martin City? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, we usually go to the taqueria to get it to go, mm-hmm. but sometimes we go to the restaurant too, which is great, super cozy. That's probably my favorite place because it's it's always on point and it's pretty close. Hmm. So. There's a joint off of Madcalf near us, La Fuente, and it's pretty. They're really efficient. You can order to go, and it just they bang it out. But have you had the birria a, there? The oh, birria, yeah, they, they the queso birria. Cool little. Um, the quesadillas are amazing. Mm-hmm. Because they'll put a ton of stuff on it. They have a little bar, and they always have great soccer on TV. So it's, it's yeah, that's it's, a cool little yeah, joint. I, cool I little stop spot. in there once yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, I like that place. It's a chain, but I think that one that one's a lot cooler than a Is couple really of the La Fuentes I've been huh? to. Yeah, because there's one up by the Speedway. Oh, okay. They, I think they're all owned by different people, but it's okay. they have the same like, like you know logo and yeah thing. franchise okay. yeah. Yeah, because um, they have a nap. I was like, this is kind of fancy. <laughs> what, are the, what are the accounts that I used to work on in a previous role? I would always go to 54th Street Grill to get their fish tacos to the point where their menu is awesome, but I got totally in a rut because that was my go-to. <laughs> I went there because they were so good. I've recently had the tacos at 54th They're Street. Good, up, but uh, um, like Almost all their food scratch. It's like so it's, good. Yeah. Like you'd think of Bar and Grill. They're not going to take that extra time. I don't know how they manage that menu. It's like complex, but it's delicious. And those, those fish tacos are money. Well, our tacos, I don't want these tacos to get cold. Should we, <laughs> should we break into these tacos already? Yeah, All right. So let's put these tacos to the test. All right. We've already dug into these tacos. What's mm-hmm. everyone's first thought? So we've got, t- these are uh, tiny little tortillas. These mm-hmm. are very, these are almost like those tostadas they have here. Uh, these are shrimp and carne asada tacos. They look, taste like they're tempura battered. So they're super crunchy. Yeah. Kind of fluffy at the same time. That's cool. Nice spicy little um, cream sauce. I usually like the soft tacos because the the corn ones usually fall apart, but these don't fall apart. No, yeah, they're uh, they're kind of crispy soft uh, tortillas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are so small you could have them maybe like ten, 10 of right. them. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a three bite taco for for me. Yeah, usually this size. They're delicious. I like the um, cilantro and onion on the carne asada ones. Mm-hmm. Nice and bright. And they're corn tortillas, right? Is it onion? I gotta try one of those. That's onion. That's onion, right? Yeah. They give you a lot of limes, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, so. really great. Like you were saying, though, this is... Um, with Each plate had six. Yep. 
I could easily do three plates worth <laughs> of damage. It's great for a family, like if you come here and you're just wanting like uh, to get maybe four plates of tacos. Yeah. It's yeah. like six tacos per plate. Yeah, fits the concept too, like because <clears throat> they have so many people come on for like work events or yeah. just group get-togethers. You can just get a bunch of these plates and everyone can just like sample on it. Hmm. Obviously, it's the perfect time of year to be out here. It's beautiful out. Yeah, we're recording outside tonight. Beautiful night. Lots of people here. We're kind of right by the game court, the game field. Came here to watch the uh, KU National Championship game. Did you? But after the first half, it was like bad mojo, so we had to get out. Oh, yeah. We went home to watch the second <laughs> half. I watched with the family, but I feel like I slighted this wonderful place just because the team was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> I would have left, too. I would have left at halftime, too. We tried switching seats. My buddy took off his hat. Like we tried, we tried everything. We're like, nobody's gonna go. <laughs> this would be a great place on Sundays for Chiefs mm. games to come oh, watch man. Chiefs games yeah. with friends. It's funny because the way the Chiefs game affects our business at Rye. Like I usually <laughs> open brunch, and it's our patio's beautiful. People are lined up before 9:30. But if the Chiefs are playing at noon by 11:30, it just like dies. Yeah. And I, you know, we turn the volume on and everything. It's just I don't know. It's maybe not as interactive a place for a football game mm -hmm. you guys have a great happy hour too <clears throat> we do yeah i think you so got the, you got that midday menu or whatever mm -hmm. which is yeah. pretty slick but usually when i come in there you know get off work a little you know 4 30 or 5 like the bar's full and i, I like how you yeah. kind of have the bar the bar and the restaurant are still together but you got that wall there yeah that makes it feel like oh the bar's packed right. even though right. the rest of the restaurant's not full yet yeah so it's, it's a really good way to just chat with people. And when the weather improves, you know, like, it's all bar, patio, lounge. Mm -hmm. and it just I was going to ask you, Fernando, if I came into Rye, what, what's your specialty drink? What should I order from you? Or what should people, if they want to come get a special uh, drink made well, from you? We do an old square, which is basically our take on a Via Carre, and it's barrel-aged, and we solera it. We're always filling that barrel so there's always age in that barrel on top of that we got another big barrel to do an ancient square which is the old oh, square that. is that pretty new for six months okay we always did it but we didn't have as big as big a barrel okay so now that we have a larger barrel i think it's like 18 gallons okay something like that i got a question for you though because that spurred me when i asked this um, really good bartender at nighthawk in houston this question so when you when your friends come over and they're like, all right, make me something, right? So when you when you make something for friends at home, like that's a cocktail, like what do you what do you make for them at home or at the bar? Yeah, at home. Uh, well, I don't have a ton of spirits at home, so I kind of rotate through things. We typically have tequila. My wife likes margaritas. Okay. But as you know, I'm amaro obsessed. So usually my go-to is whiskey, fernet, a splash. Yep. Bitter truth or averna. Okay. And falernum. Nice. And shake it and over ice and sip that bad boy. I, that's one of my favorites. Or another one that I, I love is uh, an old, old-fashioned. Just take okay. whiskey, any whiskey. And at Rye, we make a, a syrup, an Angus syrup, because, you know, an old-fashioned, you take an ice cube, soak it in bitters, and yeah. muddle it with some soda water. Well, we figured out the ratio to make a syrup because we do so many. That's the perfect amount That's every time. That's a good amount. It's just the right mixture of bitters and sugar. Okay. Uh, you pour your whiskey in a pint mm -hmm. with your syrup, stir it, and then strain it into a, a bucket, yep. a, a rocks glass, and lemon or orange twist. That's awesome. And it's 
Sounds delicious. So smooth, so tasty. I, that's definitely, those are two of my favorites that's right cool. there. Did what do you, you like? I can't remember, like, do you guys do the, the clear ice cubes? We do, yeah. The funny thing is, is when I started bartending, Van, yep. our old manager, Van Zar, yep. he used to buy a block of ice, like a sculpturized block, and cut it with a chainsaw. Yep. And then we would make, with our press, we would make spheres, like beautiful, clear spheres. Yep. Yep. And then we just had blocks of ice that we would put in molds, and but those weren't clear. Yeah. So now through uh, the guys that are Majestic, we buy clear ice that they cut. Is, it, is that uh, which company? Rock Schultes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, King City Fountains Ice so. Company. Yeah. yeah. But, like, anybody that – I love those stamps. Yeah, Because you know, yeah. some of those blocks of ice cost a fair amount. But, man, if you're paying for that and you stamp it with something, yeah. it's just like that's a really cool twist. Jake, one of our old bartenders, is a sculptor, and he made us a brand. You just have to put it under heat, Yeah. you know, and get it – hot and just brand your ice with it honestly we go through so much yeah that it would be it's just prohibitive time-wise right. we already spend a lot Takes of time batching 10 stuff seconds or something. yeah do you remember on your tour what your favorite drinks were here at chicken and pickle for chicken and pickle they had this uh drink so they still have it on there they have their version of a paloma is really cool they use like a, a grapefruit liqueur to get some of the grapefruit flavor across they use fresh orange juice to kind of soften it it's the it's the first paloma that i've had that it's not boozy, it's not too sweet, but it's different. They had this other drink, it was called Figment of Your Imagination, that had fig in it, and it was essentially like a really cool riff on a mojito. That was delicious. Um, those are the two that really stood out here. They've got a new, it's almost like a riff on a Manhattan here, that they use the simple syrup with hazelnut. So instead of just adding basic sugar, they added like a sugar that tastes like hazelnut. So they're yeah. just taking like an old fashioned and doing something cool with it. So they right. do that here, which is pretty slick. That sounds great. Yeah. So we finished our tacos. How many did everyone get in? You, you eat about three each? I think three or four. At least, yeah. yeah, we've got like one of each left. So we do a rating of five golden tacos, five being best, one to five golden tacos. What would you mm. give the uh, tacos here at Chicken and Pickle? I'm digging them. I'm yeah. four, three, four. Yeah, I think at four or five. I like the, the, the shrimp one a little bit more, but they're both delicious. They are tasty. Yep. I would say the, I love the carne asada. That was the mm -hmm. best for me. And uh, the salsa was good, too. A little, yeah. little spicy. Do you yeah. guys like that spice yeah, 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 on yeah, there? Yeah. Yep. So we love the tacos here. I, I, so my sure. rating, I would say I would give them a 4.1 out of 5 golden tacos. Okay. Pretty good. <laughs> um, I could eat seven more, I think, because Plate, of their plates, size. Plates or... <laughs> I could have seven more plates tonight. So um, we enjoyed the tacos. I also have some reviews here from uh, Yelp of other people that have been here at Chicken and Pickle. Okay. This is the time of the show called Good and Bad Reviews, Red and Funny Voices. How are you with funny voices? Can you do some funny voices or character voices? I think I can think of something on the spot. All right, great. Here we go. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Regan Hoppy says... My name is Regan Hoppy. <laughs> I would love for these to be a... An adult place, the amount of kids that are there, unattended, mind you, <laughs> is just ridiculous. Every time the adults would be playing a game, kids would run in front of it, on purpose. And one kid even stole a beanbag <laughs> and other game items. And that was a bad review? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It sounds Wait. like it was partly their problem. <laughs> Parents just sit around and watch it happen. And just keep drinking beers, which is very sad. I wish Chicken and Pickle would make it an adult-only venue, or kids can't be there past, like, 
5 p.m. Very disappointed. I give them two stars. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't about the food or drink no, or anything, no. just about how just unhappy problem. with children. They just do around. not like children, I guess. <laughs> Carmudgeony person. I give my family two stars. <laughs> so Who do you have there? I've got Tom Shino. Tom Shino, okay. This place is great. Little bit of everything for the kids. It's kind of like a, I used to live in New York, so this is kind of like a Long Island twist to it. For the kids and adults. Great food, drinks, and atmosphere. Definitely recommend it. Not sure if the nachos are made outside of Sunday, but they are worth a must try. Five stars. Nice. I don't know where I was going with that. I that was like it, it changed. Between. It went all over the place. That was good. The not I heard the nachos. Got to guess we got to try the nachos sometime too. So that's always confusing and always always disappointing when you go in and they don't like 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 today. Like good thing we're here on a Tuesday because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't be able to get these delicious tacos. <laughs> and then yeah, if you'd show up on a Thursday, you can't get the nachos. It's like yeah. they should make everything available all the time, don't you think? Like I mean, appointment eating. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Well, yeah, chicken and pickle. If come here on a Tuesday for some delicious tacos get some pickleball in final words to say about the uh, tacos here at chicken and pickle or the drinks here at chicken and pickle or chicken and pickle in general i can't recommend it enough no. it's just it's cool and they're expanding i was on a conference call today with uh, one of our wine partners and it's, it came up in a call he was like he saw it in this the full presentation we were given he's like chicken and pickle so what do you, are these guys expanding? Because he's like, there's one in Dallas now. I'm like, no, they're expanding. So yeah. it's pretty cool to see a, a concept that kind of was created from nothing that's really getting Kansas traction. City? Yeah, it's based here. Uh, I think they got, I don't know, six or seven locations. I've been in the one in Wichita. Um, oh, I didn't know there was in Wichita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then I've been the one here and the one in North Kansas City. The one up north, north is the first one, though, correct. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I love what they're doing. Now, now, you know, I mean, they're doing great now, but, you know, two things they could add here. Maybe a Ferris wheel. <laughs> slip and slide. Slip and slide. Maybe a water slide. Yeah. You know? Or, hey, Lazy River. We're just spitballing here. I do think yeah. they do, in the wintertime they do a, do a, like a little small ice, ice skating rink. Oh, yeah. They oh. take out that thing right yeah. there and put it yeah, in the ice. So that's, yeah. they, oh, wow. they, it's kind of cool, too. So, yeah, I guess they do some water sports here. There's some ice <laughs> sports. So, yeah, Chicken and Pickle, North Kansas City and uh, South Overland Park. If you're in the neighborhood on a Tuesday and you're having a hankered for some tasty tacos, stop on by. We'll be right back after this break. Eat tacos, win prizes. Let me say that again. Eat tacos, win prizes. The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. All right, this is the uh, taco ticker. This is the taco news stories of the week. You want to... Uh, listen to some of these news stories and so, give me your thoughts sure, on sure. them. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. So I'm sure you're all aware of the uh, Mexican pizza coming back to Taco Bell. Hmm. Oh, I did see that. Yes. And it's back. Supposedly this time it's back for good. They're okay. not going to take it away from us again. Okay. okay. Well, that's, that's kind of like, like, like the McRib. They, like they the keep McRib. Teasing yeah. America. They keep teasing it. So, have you ever had a Mexican pizza at Taco Bell? Are you a fan? Not a Taco Bell, but okay. it does sound I delicious. I have had one, yeah, but not a Taco Bell. So, um, the same day they announced that the Mexican pizza was coming back, Pizza Hut announced, which is also owned by Taco yeah, Bell, that's right? That's what I was going to say. Yum. Is it Yum Brands? Is that what it yeah. is? I think, so, that's, that, I think that's called skew optimization. How can we <laughs> utilize this ingredient in as many ways as possible? <laughs> cross 
cross promote. <laughs> right, exactly. So I guess so. Pizza Hut famously in the '80s they had the taco pizza, like that taco pizza you get at Casey's, which is very famous. Okay. So Pizza Hut in the '80s had a taco pizza on the menu, and it was exactly as it sounds. It's the classic Tex-Mex with the lettuce, tomato, ground beef, shredded cheddar cheese atop its regular pizza dough, and it was uh, featured prominently back in the '80s. And the taco pizza was the big food of the '80s. That's like okay. the big phenomenon, I guess. Yeah, the culinary extravaganza. Yeah. 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 So Is they, it the same recipe or do they upgrade it? Coming they've back? actually taken, it's not on the menu. So it hasn't been on the menu for a long time, but because of the Mexican pizza coming back to Taco Bell on uh, September 14th, Pizza Hut promoted an Italian taco that is going to uh that showed up that was supposed to show up at all of their restaurants across the country but the uh the image was essentially a folded over slice of their pizza it is more or less a marketing campaign meant to breathe new life into its product so it wasn't okay. even a new product it was just a picture of a folded slice of pizza hut pizza huh. and like it had a no slice like they people like you yeah. did in new york where they just bend a regular yeah. slice yeah you just yeah the folded way okay the ad says the best part the nearly unbelievable innovation will never run out. The Italian taco has been here and will be here forever. So all it was was just a way a to hold your by. slice of pizza. Okay. Mm. Because it, it travels well that way, maybe. It's easier it had, to drive. It had no, it had no, no, uh, like no tomatoes. Mexican no, yeah, no Mexican ingredients on it. No, uh, <laughs> or whatever they put on the Mexican pizza. I don't even know if what that stuff is. But um, Pizza Hut is asking those who try try both pizzas to share photos on social media under the hashtag No One Out Pizzas the Hut hashtag. Okay. So. It was just a fun little social media joke. Gag, got it. Gag, got yeah. It. When was the last time you had Pizza Hut pizza? Oh, uh, that's been it's been a while. Been a long yeah, time. Yeah, we 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 usually get it if we're having like a group of like if my kids' friends are coming over and we right. just, we need to get a bunch of pizza. It's pretty pretty good to like order online and get that stuff. But it's been probably at least six months. I like to go into this old Pizza Hut in Olathe that still looks like it's straight out of 1985. Oh really? Uh, and it, yeah. It, Does it, it have the salad bar? It has the salad bar. That's in key. It. Yeah, yeah. With that delicious ranch sauce. <laughs> yeah. That you can put on taquitos or tacos. Oh. By the way. <laughs> That's what they need to do is uh, get taquitos at Pizza Hut. Yeah. Why don't yeah. they just do that? Yeah, oh, there, a, there was a place in, um, God, Lawrence when I was in college. We'd end up there after going out, and they had taquitos, and they had the salsa bar, and they had the ranch that tasted just like the Pizza Hut stuff. Was it Border Bandito? No, it was off 23rd Street. Ooh, so many good tacos in Lawrence. So many good taco yeah. places that have yeah. closed and right, opened right. up. This is another Taco Bell story. I'm sorry. I just, they're always in the news. They're always in the news cycle. I just have to tell them, uh, I have to read these on the show. They make me read these on the show. Corporate <laughs> makes me read these on the show. A woman calls out a customer who ordered $240 worth of tacos in the drive-thru. A woman said in a now viral video that she waited in a Taco Bell drive-thru for about 40 minutes when the customer in front of her placed an order, a large order that came out to about $240 in total. Why wouldn't you just pull out of the drive-thru? I would not wait 40 oh. minutes in a Taco Bell drive-thru. That's kind of rude. You know, or call Fair. ahead. Yeah, call ahead. Yeah. Use the app, maybe. Right. TikTok user Emily Stott 
posted the video. It racked up more than 250,000 views since it was shared, and it shows her announcing to the line of cars behind her why it may take a long time for them to have their own orders filled. She yelled out to the customers behind her, said that the customer did not provide notice to the employees about the large order. Taco Bell's website, customers have the, on Taco Bell's website, they have the option of opening an account to place mobile orders. So maybe that's what she did. Uh, customers can order and pay ahead of time before they get to the restaurant to pick up their order. Emily showed a photo of the order that she said the customer in front of her placed. Uh, the Taco Bell drive-thru was stacked and I had to tell them why the line was being held up. She stepped out of her car to turn around and tell the cars behind her about the large order. This is all just about her talking to people in the <laughs> drive-thru line. It's like a thousand views per taco. <laughs> she said, the reason this line is so mother effing long is because this mother effing <laughs> person ordered $300 worth of tacos and didn't give Taco Bell no heads up. Doesn't say where this happened. In the video caption, she said that she sat in the drive-thru for 40 minutes before her order was filled out. Ah, that's uh, that's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. That's that's just rude. Just I mean, you, you got a place that has served burgers, and it's not even a big order, and they'll move you over to the side yeah. to yeah. let people behind you go through. Yeah. I've, I've said this before on the show many, many times. I'm sure you've all heard all the episodes, the 170. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big you, you guys Big know. Fans. You guys have heard. You know this. <laughs> right. Being stuck in the drive-thru when you when you're you know have to go to the bathroom is oh. the worst when there's not the chicken exit. Yeah. And you know every drive-thru's got to have a chicken exit. Yeah. I, that's just my. That's a terrifying moment when you find <laughs> yeah. yourself. You're like, hey, wait. Well, uh, it's like, do there's, I wait there's, here? There's no way out. How long somebody is it? in front of you is like cursing out the place because there's 240 tacos <laughs> on the I'm water and you're sitting the there. Off, go to the bathroom and then have people scream at me because my car held up yeah. the line for Especially Taco minutes. Bell. Taco yeah. Bell needs that solution. Yeah. You need the a late chicken night, exit. The late yeah. night orders you need yeah. easy way to get out. Porta potties. <laughs> Taco Bell porta potties. <laughs> I mean, I'm just... Again. With the, yeah, with the Taco Bell insignia on them, oh, and you yeah. can step out. They sh they'd be right there next to the line. And, there you go. And you just change the sticker, and you put a KFC sticker on it. Yeah, or slap a it on Pizza there. Hut sticker on it. <laughs> if just, you're waiting for your pizza at the <laughs> pizza. <laughs> young brands listen to this. They're, they're like somebody in marketing and ops is like writing <laughs> yeah. this down. Let's call Susan on, on Monday. <laughs> what is the weirdest or strangest thing that's ever happened to either of you in a Taco Bell drive-through or a fast food drive-through? Have you had any incidents? So I got a good one. This is back in 1991. Me and a buddy threw a very large party in downtown Kansas City. Very large. Did you buy $240 worth of tacos? No, no. <laughs> but we did buy that much of beer. And, uh, but we went to the Taco Bell on Warnell at like, I don't know, one. The cops came and said, everyone's got to disperse. It's fine. We didn't get in trouble, thankfully. But we go to Taco Bell. We've got a lot of money that we collected to pay for all that stuff. Right. And there was like 15 people that walked in while we were waiting for our tacos. They're like... Were you at that party downtown? That was awesome. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I'll never forget it. People today, this happened in college one time. I was like, yeah, I was at this party in downtown Kansas City where they had all the stuff going on. And I'm like, yeah, that was us. <laughs> we did that. And we finished a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know more about this party. Oh, it man. sounds like a great party. All right, it's time to get to the final portion of the show here. Uh, it's time for Taco Topics. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time... For Taco Topics. All right, this is Taco Topics. This is where I get your in-depth, innermost taco feelings. Don't be afraid to bear your taco soul to the world. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay, born ready, right? <laughs> Here we go. Question one out of 475. <laughs> What's the one thing you look for in a taco? What does every taco got to have 
for you to have an enjoyable taco experience. Good pico, a selection of salsas. Like I'm not always in the mood for super spicy, but I'm yeah. not always in the mood for mild. And I guess, you know, tortillas, you know, yeah. like a selection of tortillas because I like to mix it I'm up. I'm a spice guy. So Are it you? starts with, like, what kind of sauce is on it? Is it hot <laughs> enough? Do they have, like, a triple X thing next to it? No, that sounds weird. Don't forget about that part. <laughs> yeah. but like, I digress. Uh, so it starts there, and then, like, I, I don't like uh, fried stuff. So usually if right. it's grilled or, like... Then I kind of go for that. Yeah, fried, I only like it when it's fish tacos, usually, because that's oh, yeah. the, the yeah. easiest way to have fish tacos. You yeah. know. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? I'm a soft shell guy. Soft. I like a, a bit of both. Variety. Yeah, one and two and two or what have you. <laughs> Maybe a double decker. I, I, I get frustrated when I get too excited and like, I br- bust the whole thing when it's... <laughs> Think of you've already answered this question for me, hot or mild salsa. Typically yeah. medium to hot, yeah. Medium to hot, okay. Yeah. Do you ever squirt a little lime on there? Are your fans are squirting a little lime on the taco? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes? Yeah, the guys at the, at the restaurant usually make family meal and they always put lime out there, so I've I oh, used good. to not, but yeah. I do that if it's like a fish taco usually. Yeah. And this is a controversial one. Uh, pro cilantro or no cilantro? Are you a soap person? Does it taste like soap to you? I don't get that. People think that? <laughs> it's a gene. It's the soap gene, yeah? <laughs> really? Yeah. I love cilantro, yeah. actually. Me too. Yeah. Like, the more the... That's yeah. the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have the soap gene, and I feel sorry for those people. What are you drinking with your tacos? Hey, this is a big question. Uh, yeah. I've come to the right place of asking two of the right people. What are you usually drinking with your tacos? What pairs well with tacos? You know, cerveza, little yeah. uh, margaritas, maybe some some good sipping tequila. Yeah. That's typically where I tend to lean, you know, those. A pretty simple cocktail if I'm going to have a cocktail. Yeah. Nothing. I'm the same way. Sometimes I'll, I'll do like a, a white wine, though, depending yeah. on what it is. Yeah. Or sparkling's really good, too, if it's, you know, kind of fatty or something. with everything, but yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, uh, if I was to start sipping tequila, what what would you suggest I try? Since I'm, I'm kind of a lightweight when it comes mm-hmm. to the liquor, yeah. uh, what tequila would you suggest I start uh, sipping with my tacos, if I was to go that yeah. way? So, mm-hmm. like, uh, the most probably the hottest and one of the biggest right now it's like the Don Julio's of the world or Casamigos the Casamigos I think because it's a little little sweet it's got mm-hmm. a little sweetness to it yeah so people like to sip especially during COVID they were sipping a lot watching Netflix right a little sweeter goes down a little easier so Casamigos is that but then Don Julio and some of those things have been on fire so that's what yeah. I would probably stick with or do go, go for yeah I at Rye we're, we're kind of a whiskey bar but we have a decent amount of tequila and we I tend to go with Repos Okay. Not, I'm not tied to any one repo too much, but reposado I tend to like quite a bit. Espolón makes a good one, oh, yeah. and um, Ocho makes oh, a good one. Oh, tequila Ocho is yeah. money. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that's kind of where I lean, but I, I do like reposados. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just a little squeeze. I you do squeeze a lime on the uh, this, yeah, this little yeah. touch of lime or yeah. just yeah, simple. Okay, favorite side dish with tacos: chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guac, beans and rice. What's your what's your go to? For me, it's chips and salsa. Again, the, the spicy spicier the better. I usually eat too much chips, and by the time the <laughs> things get there, I'm like full. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Especially so, if you go to one of those places with the bottomless chips coming, and salsa, yeah, like jalapenos, exactly. okay. manis. Because yeah. we, we get with the kids, like we have to get the we have to get the cheese for them. Yeah. But mm. then I'll get the side of the just the salsa. But yeah, the, the, if the kids are there, it's got to be the, the yeah. queso too. Yeah, chips and salsa, and, and def- I do like black beans and rice usually with it, which is not terribly traditional, but I, I just... <laughs> okay, if you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? What do you eat as much as I eat tacos? Do you have something that's your go-to? Like if you were to wear a colorful Hawaiian shirt of, of a certain food <laughs> item like I'm wearing tonight... 
What what would you be wearing? Actually, it's random. I, I love Thai food. Okay. It's really, I got a nice rice, rice cooker, so I make like Penang curry chicken pr- almost once a week. So that's kind of, I don't know what that would look like on a shirt, though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the color. That would be a we really can, cool shirt. We can get the color right. That's about it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Thai place in KC that's your uh, go-to spot? Uh, probably Thai house. That's the only place that, again, back to spice thing, is the only thing yeah. I ever ordered the spiciest thing, and I, I couldn't finish it. So bravo oh, wow. to them for actually had <laughs> defeating they, you. <laughs> <laughs> Started with the sweats, which is fine, but then the pain happened. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> What's the one up on 87th Street? I think that's it's been the, there forever. Is that Thai House? Thai house. That's the only off Holmes in thai- 87th, I think. I go to the one off Holmes, and uh, it's maybe it's like 90 something. Okay, but it's that's Thai House. Yeah. That's where we usually go. I'll take that back. So that's for like the the curry and stuff, but like for the nice, really even nicer stuff. Waldo Thai I like to go because that's part of oh, the whole innovation thing. Yeah. The foods kick, you know what, and then the, you can the, cuss, the, it's okay. The drinks, <laughs> if you want like to. Like the wine and the, the cocktails that are made there are, are pretty awesome. Waldo Thai has the best taco special. I don't know if, if you've been yet, but it's like a, you got to call in they advance. Have tacos there? They have a special taco night once every like three months. You got to get in in advance, put your name in. <laughs> it is the greatest meal you'll ever have. <laughs> I love it. So definitely check that out. I mean, and their cocktails too. Yeah. I mean, that place that, is dialed in. It is so good. Yeah. Cool. Fernando, do you have a favorite um, food? What I, food? are you eating as much as uh, I eat tacos? Well, you know, I'm not eating it as much as I would love to eat it. I'm diabetic. And so white rice, you know, I, I have to adjust for it. But um, I tell you, sushi, I'm obsessed with sushi. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love sushi. If there was, you know, my wife will order usually a ton of stuff. And my kids won't eat a lot of the raw stuff. Yeah. So they'll eat all the fried rolls and what have you. But it, sushi is... For me, oh, it's, good too. it's so good. Yeah, there's got to be a sushi T-shirt out there, like it's oh, a sushi I mean, Hawaiian that's an easy shirt. One. Yeah, yeah. that'll be. You can get that on on <laughs> Amazon. Salmon yeah. rolls. <laughs> or we Do you have a favorite sushi spot in KC? Uh, I like Sushi House. This is a big one here. Uh, do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Something that will turn you off from a taco. If it's on a taco, you will not eat that taco. I love barbecue. But barbecue on pizza or Mexican food, I'm not having it. That is no good. I like barbacoa, mm-hmm. but I don't like... There's certain mixes that I'm just not going to put up with. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not I, good I, at it. I would agree. I used to work at Applebee's. They had these things called the the like the, the wonton chicken tacos, and they had kind of had like a barbecue sauce on top, and it, yeah. was, it sounded weird, but they were yeah. pretty darn good. Yeah. So... Maybe I just haven't come across the right one, but for yeah. me, that's definitely one of them. You know, Q39 has a really good barbecue taco. I think uh, really? it's off the menu now, but it was amazing when they had it. It was yeah. so good. Well, um, they do great barbecue. Yeah. So. I'm from a huge family, so we had a, anything we put on our plate, we had to finish. So to this day, it's hard for me to find things besides like maybe lima beans that I won't eat. Yeah. If, it's, yeah. if the chef thought it tasted good, right. chances are I'm going to be pretty much all in. Well, that's the, that's the goal, too. You're going to, to see someone's take on things. Yeah. You know, you Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down a taco? Would you ever turn down a taco? That's that's a that's a, possibly a, a no-no. Of, yeah, I, that's a tough Tacos are one of those things, like, if they're made right, you can have a ton of them. Yeah. And my mom, yeah. like, she's we always made fun of her because she would eat like a bird. But when it was taco night growing up, she would eat all the boys <laughs> under the table. It was amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> now were these Midwestern mom tacos? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like half beef, a little bit of you know, little El Paso. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Totally. Uh, this is the speed round. So these Uh-oh. are different taco types. I just need to know yay or nay on these. Okay. okay? Right. Taco pizza. No. No. Taco salad. Yes. Taco burgers. No. Eh. Taco dogs. Ooh. I never even had. No. It's like a chili dog taco. A taco chili dog. No. Mm, possibly. <laughs> uh, dogs dressed like tacos. Uh, sure. Why not? Breakfast tacos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Walking tacos. So these are like the bags of like Doritos and Fritos, and then you put the uh, the meat in them and you eat it with a spoon Ooh. or oh, a fork. That, that sounds, sounds fine. Yeah. Depending on the night, too. Like, yeah. You know, that's like a late night thing, it sounds right. like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, taco soup. Sure. sure. Yeah. Tortilla soup or something like that. Yeah. Right on. Taquitos. Yeah. yeah. Double decker tacos. Why More not? the merrier. Miniature tiny tacos. No, that's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. So Sometimes you're in that 7-Eleven and you see it under the counter and just cooking there and it just looks so good. Usually after midnight. Choco tacos. Yes. Delicious dessert taco. Yes. Those yeah. are, which just yeah. got discontinued by Klondike, but local restaurant Tiki Taco has brought back the oh, Choco nice. Taco. No, those nice. things are awesome. Very the, the good. little chocolate at the very bottom, the hard chocolate. Mm. Yes, that's the I best think part. they have a mint chocolate chip when they just came out with okay. this that's, week, my too. Son would so. be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> a naked chicken chalupa from Taco Bell. Sure. Yeah. I, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say no to Taco Bell. <laughs> I, just, I have to be honest. Here. No. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a, a breakfast taco from Taco ooh, Bell. Oh, that's... I don't, I don't think I'd go for that. I, I don't like the over hard, the extra crispy egg myself. No, yeah. Gotcha. Taco Bell nacho fries? Yes. Yep. Taco <laughs> Bell all day or no way? Oh, all yeah. day. All yeah. day. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. All right. Great. Last one here. A favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to eat tacos. Is there something oh. that gets you really fired up to eat tacos? Got to be Led Zeppelin, I think. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's playing you every give, day. You give love a bad name, maybe? <laughs> like Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but this summer, everywhere I went, Bon Jovi was playing, and I just... In every store I went into, Bon Jovi would start. Sometimes I just have to walk out. There's two it was... groups that have the best agent on the planet. Bon Jovi's <laughs> one. The Red Hot Chili Peppers is the other one. They're on, they're on the radio all the time. They haven't yeah. had a new album in like yeah. 15, 20 years. Well, they haven't had a good song in 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> they, had, they just came out with a new album, but it's terrible. They're but all yeah. over the place still. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I don't know what that yodeling thing was, but <laughs> yeah, like the 80s. Uh, what uh, what Zeppelin song? Uh, maybe uh, immigrant, oh, man, immigrant Zeppelin. song. Uh, uh, yeah. Heart, Days heartbreaker. Confused. Days of Confused. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaker. Uh, yeah. That's good. I don't know that Stairway really fits with the vibe, but I think <laughs> almost everything else. Stairway is one that it's like <laughs> after, you're going you've, to get tacos. after yeah. you finish the post, tacos and you you put like you're eating the tacos in your car. You put Stairway on and you you lean the seat back yeah, in your you car and you look out through the moonroof. Just kind of look at the sky. Just like an old Volkswagen commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last part of the show. This is called Random Taco Question of the Week. Random Taco Question of the Week. Just throw me out a number, each of you between 1 and 96, and I will read you a random taco question. Who'd like to go first? Okay. I'll go 88. 88. Okay, let me consult my uh, <laughs> taco Bible here. Oh, uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, best smelling parking lot in Kansas City. Ooh. Or worst smelling it's probably, parking It's probably like just that waft of the Weston Crown Center. They've got that stuff pumping through that, the hotel so much. Their own scent. Do you know they have their own scent? No. It's fantastic. So, like, <laughs> it probably wafts out in the parking lot, you know? What is it, like new car smell or it's, new hotel it's kinda smell? It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like 
a cross between cologne and perfume, but in a good way. It's not over the top, but... Also, it goes into the parking lot. That's it's, interesting. Well, I think it's, they just pump so much, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know it when you walk up. I was thinking maybe like a barbecue restaurant, like Gates or... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or a taco, you know, a taqueria. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I need to smell this smell now, this Western <laughs> Hotel smell. Do you have one, Fernando? A uh, parking lot? Like a, a favorite smelling parking lot. Like oh, uh, I'll, I'll give a legit one because I live by it and I smell it all the time, but I'll wait for Fernando. I guess I don't don't think about it too much, but I do like Waldo. I like Waldo as an area, and oh, yeah. I I don't know if it's the smell, but the vibe in general and the variety of restaurants. A lot I of restaurants like in that vicinity. Pulling yeah. in, and I just like that. And I maybe it's a sense of smell connection, but. Yeah. Maybe it's just the anticipation of all the possible great right. experiences. <laughs> now I'm going to change my answer. Not, nothing wrong with Weston. They're fantastic. <laughs> but so I live pretty close to the Joe's, Joe's Barbecue. And it's like a constant remind, reminder every time I drive by. It even wafts sometimes all over to my house if the wind's just right. Oh, nice. And that's like the deal breaker we have to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's uh, Fernando, throw me on a number between 1 and 96. 17. All right. What's something that you used to eat a lot of as a kid, but now you wouldn't even touch, or you haven't even eaten it since you were a kid? Is um, there something? Well, I, as a kid, I grew up in Chile, so until I was 13, and every Sunday we'd go to my grandmother's, and my grandmother would make like this massive spread, and it was like whatever main dish, but then salads, like celery salad, uh, avocado salad, tomato mm. salad, and. And I always, I'm trying to relive that meal. <laughs> my wife makes a lot of it. My mom makes a lot of it. And I was just in Chile. So that's definitely one of them where, like, we ate grilled meat and, mm. like, eight different salads. Yeah. That was... So you're trying to recreate your childhood salads. Yeah. Oh, wow. For sure. Cilantro <laughs> salad mm. is one of them. So yeah. Oh, gosh. I love that stuff. We, uh, we had lots, again, big family. So we had lots of casseroles growing up. And so, but I, we haven't had them forever. I haven't made my own. But now that the kids are in high school, yeah, that might be kind of a good idea to bring yeah. that back because it's like just load up. Yeah. <laughs> well, and chicken casserole, like tuna casserole, and yeah, all that. And any any of those dishes that you can have leftovers with, right. That's as a dad, that's the best. Yeah. Because you can feed them more than once with it. You know. Breakfast mm-hmm. casseroles are great. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's my my wife's mom makes the be- best breakfast casserole on the planet. Like the, one of my daughters a couple of years ago, that's what she wanted for Christmas. She was like, everything else is fine, but I got to have the breakfast casserole. <laughs> like, well, that's a given. Well, I'm sorry to say, it's it, we're uh, about to wrap up the show here. Before we leave, do you guys want to, um, where can people find you on social media? Or where can people stop by Rye and yeah. see you, Fernando? Yeah. Or? yeah. You yeah have a, do you have a Twitter or Instagram account? or? Yeah, just under my name for Instagram and Twitter. I'm not too active on that. Um, our company's super active at SG Wine Spirits. We do a lot of this posting from what I've been working on. That's always a good thing to check out, especially if you're interested in booze out there. Because right. we have lots of right. lots of things to share. So. Yeah, mine. I'm I'm more one on one because my my Instagram is more about my photo stuff. Okay, but cool. I, I I'm I need to cons- check that out. Considering that I'm a photographer, I'm terrible at social media. I just <laughs> don't do it often enough. Yeah. So, but I, my handle is N-A-N-D-O-L-E-O-N underscore F-O-T-O. Okay. But at Rye, come see me at Rye. Yeah. In Lee, the, the Leewood location? The yes. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, and thanks for talking tacos with me. Do you want to go play some pickleball? Heck yeah. yeah I All think right. so. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not dressed for it, but I think I think they might have some spare shorts we can I'm, borrow I'm from somebody. I'm going to get that Penang chicken curry shirt out and like, <laughs> yeah. try that on. I don't know. Maybe we can find a... I don't know. <laughs> right. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and many, many more places. And be sure to give us a five-star review. Thanks to super engineer Matt Allen and everyone back at the Taco the Town corporate office. Our music is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Be safe out there everybody and remember to keep supporting your local neighborhood taco spots and until next time go eat some tacos Pod.